0: You're listening to an encore presentation of We the People. You can hear this show live every Friday night from 7 until 8 p.m. Your source for locally how you can get involved to make a difference. Tune in. Thanks for listening. Get out there and make a difference. san marcus texas hayes county and the rest of the world this is your connection on friday night for how you can get involved locally to make a difference yes this is we the people and this is your show coming to you on KCSM.org, True Community Radio. This is where we talk about how you can go down to City Council, how you can get involved, lots of great stuff coming up tonight. We've got uh, from Skill Point Alliance starting us off tonight, Mr. Kevin Brackmeyer is going to be calling in in just a couple minutes. We're going to be talking about some follow-ups from last week's conversation with Griffin Spell here in the studio uh, about what was going on at City Council this week and about Some other uh, cool stuff was down last night uh, talking with some folks at the uh, LBJ Museum here. It had to do with the uh, uh, parade and uh, our folks from the local Chamber of Commerce. And we're going to be talking about some of the things they've got coming up. All sorts of great things, but remember, this is a political commentary show. The views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, not necessarily those of kzsm.org, or SMTXCRA, the Governing Board. We're going to be right back with you, folks, so stay tuned. With you here in the studio. I just got a confirmation uh, from, uh, so. I, there we go. Just got the confirmation from, uh, Oh, we're going to be having on the 24th, Matthew Mendoza will be here on the uh, show with us to talk about city council, what, you know, what you need to know and how you can get involved. Uh, And so he'll be here on the 24th of this month. So we've got that one locked in. And uh, also, uh, we'd had, uh, you know, next door there's a little step that uh, on the sidewalk that just sticking up. And uh, bless your soul, our uh, Nikki from the uh, Daughter of the Wild will go out there with chalk and put, watch your step, watch your step, because everybody kind of gets distracted by the bubbles and coming by the stuff, and they'll trip. And, you know, I've seen some folks trip on that before. And so I had wanted to get this out to the city. I kind of went across a couple people, but... uh, While I was asking Mr. Mendoza about coming on the, uh, you know, council member Mendoza about coming here on the show, I said, oh, yeah, by the way, here's a picture of this. And uh, so he sent it on to staff. So, all right, let's go ahead. We have uh, Mr. Breckmeyer is uh, calling in here. And. There we go, and good evening. You are live on the air with uh, KCSM, and this is Rob Burke, your host on We The People. And who do I have on the phone with us this evening here?
1: Hey, Kevin Brackmeyer here with Skillpoint Alliance.
0: Kevin, thank you for calling in tonight and uh, appreciate you, especially after your end of your week. And, you know, you probably want to be going home and here you are on the phone with me. So, uh, but we're going to keep it uh, kind of short tonight, but I do want you to tell everyone about Skillpoint Alliance. Now, I've been talking a little bit about that, but tell people about your organization and what you're doing here in the local community right now.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, uh, SkillPoint Alliance, is, uh, we're a 501c3 nonprofit organization, we've been around since 1994. Uh, we specifically um, target the skilled trades and manufacturing. Um, we have a pre-apprentice electrical class, a pre-apprentice plumbing class, and an HVAC class, and a manufacturing class that uh, we started back in 2020.
0: Now, the manufacturing class that you have that we've been talking about in our public service announcement that we've been running, uh, this is going to, uh, basically, it's a six-week class that is starting on February 27th, and uh, what does it cost for people to get in? How do they get in? What, you know, what is, uh, uh, talk to me about some of the skills that uh, they're going to be teaching.
1: Well, first of all, it costs absolutely nothing. It's free. We were able to offer it free, thanks to uh, many of our funders: uh, TWC, the governor's office, also, uh, you know, city of Austin, Travis County. Um, And this has been made. The reason that we're be able to offer it in San Marcos is through um, the Texas Talent Connection grant that we got. And uh, as far as you know, the different things that students will learn, they're going to be able to get a lot of different credentials. They'll get a certified production tech credential. Uh, they'll get their OSHA, uh, OSHA 10. Uh, we offer a Lean Six Sigma white belt certification. And then just this year we ordered we uh, are, are going to be giving students the opportunity to get their forklift certification and a Haas CNC milling certification.
0: I that was those were a couple of the ones that caught my attention after being in manufacturing for many many years and uh, quality control was the CNC you know being able to uh, have that certification in machining you know that is something that's really important right now and also that forklift certification is that if you are going to be working around any warehousing uh, loading unloading trucks whatever just to be able to have that certification that is important uh and they can take those with them wherever they go correct
1: absolutely they are portable they're transferable they're recognized throughout the industry Uh, these are certifications that we have done our due diligence on and working with various manufacturers throughout the communities that we work in just to find out what is it exactly they're looking for what are they looking for in a uh Highly qualified individual that comes through our programs, and so that's why we're offering all of these prog- uh, all of these credentials.
0: Now, you are working in uh, cooperation with other um, uh, manufacturers here in Hayes County and in San Marcos right now, correct?
1: Yes, that is correct. And um, we're actually going to be doing the training at Signify. Uh, they're they're in uh, San Marcos. Uh, they're Signify Lighting. Uh, we will be conducting our classes there. They've been kind enough to pr- provide us a training space. Uh, there's other manufacturers. Uh, there, Phoenix Industrial Technologies, uh, Novion Magnetics, I believe. Just there's several different uh, manufacturers out in the in the area that we you know have connections with. Not not to mention, you know, in the uh, in
0: the Austin area as well. Well, what we're seeing is a rise in the local manufacturing, and people thought, oh, all well, that went overseas. Well, with uh, Tesla and with Semiconductor and with all of these things that are coming to the Austin area and San Antonio area as well, I mean, we're situated halfway between, uh, yes. that uh, you're seeing a lot of this manufacturing now, the demand uh, for uh, the skills and at the same time a lot of the folks that have been in manufacturing all their life they're retiring you know they're uh, getting up in age and so now a lot of these manufacturers are looking for uh, young people that they can bring in that they know that are uh, able to learn new skills and that they can go on ahead and uh, bring up the uh, uh, the learning curve uh, in their organizations Absolutely.
1: Oh, yeah. And, you know, the jobs uh, there's 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 an estimated 20,000 skilled manufacturing workers will be needed in the next two years in Central Texas. So the jobs are there. Um, Arma predicts manufacturing jobs are going to grow from 67 to 85,000 in just three years. So it's it's uh, incredibly it's, it's it's something that's really needed. Uh, the manufacturing industry is constantly looking for skilled, you know, skilled workers, and you know we're here to help fill that gap.
0: Well, one of the, you know, you threw out a few other things. I want to kind of go over with everyone that's listening is when we talk about the Six Sigma program. You know, folks are like, what is that? Uh, that is having to do with quality control, and that white belt is getting the the um, the students acclimated to that process and getting them started down that road uh, so that they can continue for those quality improvements as they go in their uh, process.
1: Absolutely. Uh, The quality control, uh, you know lean production, I mean that's that's very important in a manufacturing industry Uh, you know as as is safety and uh, production controls there's a lot of different uh parts of the manufacturing industry manufacturing class that we have that are so important to, to learn for our students as they go through this course.
0: So this is going to be six weeks, and folks can uh, go and uh, sign up by just uh, go to uh, SkillPoint Alliance, uh, and you That's can correct. and uh, you can find them out there. It's very easy to Google, and their next class the uh, is starting on the twenty seventh. You can sign up up until almost uh, the the last couple of days there.
1: That's right. We are taking applicants up until the very last day. We've got. Uh, several seats available. Um, again, it is free. Um, it's six weeks. We treat it like a real job Monday, you know, Monday through Friday, um, eight to three, so that when they graduate from our program, employers know that our students are ready for employment. So they have done their due diligence. They're coming every day. They've gone through this program it's a rigorous program but they're gonna learn so much and they're gonna be way ahead of the curve on anybody that wants to go into this industry so they're gonna be ready to go and we're we're really excited about coming to San Marcos uh, it's been on our, our our goal sheet for for quite a while and uh, so we're, we're just excited um,
0: so you know coming this is Skillpoint Alliance so here is a nonprofit that is filling a gap working with the state to uh, have these uh, this training and the skill set, so that the because so much of the time the employers it's very difficult for them to do this training and to uh, have these. I uh, you know this is an interesting niche for your organization.
1: It certainly is, and and that's what we've been doing our entire life uh, as an organization is uh, we're we're meeting the needs of employers. Uh, And then fill in those gaps uh, and at the same time we're providing opportunities for individuals who, you know, who are in need and who are looking to get into a career that has uh, upward mobility and all of these uh, trainings that we do have tremendous opportunities for growing within the organization.
0: Now you talked about a few of the other um, programs that you have that aren't being uh, that, that's not part of this class right now. But you talked about the journeyman in the uh, uh, the other journeyman uh, classes that you have that uh, you spoke about right when we got on the air tonight. Mm-hmm. And, yes. And and how can uh, how can folks get uh, signed up for those classes? Those, those I'm assuming are up in the uh, Austin and Travis County, correct?
1: They are. Um, we have a plumbing class that's coming on uh, here in the next couple of weeks that's going to be kind of really down south uh, for for folks that might be interested. So that that's not too big of a stretch. Uh, we have an electrical pre electrical class that's coming on uh, this next week. Uh, we are excited because we just recently had a graduation for our electrical class and uh, those students are almost you know they're they're almost all employed. Uh, we have the hvac graduation class uh today actually and uh we had so many employers there uh many of them had offers in hands Great. in their hands for our students applications ready to go hey. and that's that's tip and i'm not to sorry but also that's kind of how it is also with our manufacturing program is our employers come and they visit our classes and they talk to our students and when we have graduation they, those employers are there ready to meet our students because they're ready to hire. They're hungry for talent.
0: And I imagine that has to be so satisfying to you and your staff uh, to be part of that process, to empower, you know, the next generation to go out and to get that gainful employment.
1: Oh, it is. That is that is why we do this. Every member of our team enjoys what we do. You know, uh, they say if you love what you do, that you never work a day in your life. Well, that's pretty much our our motto there we we work hard but we enjoy what we do and you know we we definitely see the fruits of our labor when we see our students go through these classes and they finish you know we have people that are with us in our organization that are able to uh help students get through any kind of situation that they might have um that that they that comes across their you know we know life happens sometimes when students are there so we have you know, we have bus passes that we give to students in case they don't have transport means of transportation. Uh, we work with uh, the workforce solutions to help provide childcare. We connect them with various uh, other agencies to help them get the things that they need so they can finish the class.
0: Well, Kevin, uh, I appreciate your time tonight. I won't keep you too long, but I uh, I would like for you just kind of uh, recap for everyone. Uh, for the manufacturing class, how can they get in touch with you? How can they get signed up? And the uh, deadline for this is the 26th of February, correct?
1: Correct. And if you just go to the skillpointalliance.org, um you will see our website. And then you can just click there for uh, the classes and just click on the manufacturing class. There is a... a a, uh, I think there's a there is a, a part there on the website where you can choose San Marcos, and uh, just sign up, fill out the application, and someone will contact you pretty quickly. <clears throat> you just have to fill out a little bit of paperwork, and then uh, we'll get you in. You'll be ready to go.
0: All right. And uh, is there any pre-qualification? Can people do people need to have citizenship or anything else? <laughs> is do, there? They
1: do, and uh, they also need to be either have a high school diploma. <clears throat> sorry or GED
0: okay All right, and that's uh, just so folks know and that they're looking for that. All right, well, Kevin, uh, thank you very much for calling in tonight, and uh, Kevin Breckmeyer with uh, SkillPoint Alliance, and I do appreciate your time and appreciate what you're doing, and uh, thank you for uh, coming here to Hayes County, and please keep us uh, in mind for anything else that's coming up, any other classes or any other way that we can help uh, get your mission out there to folks in the community.
1: Thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to talk about it, and yeah, we're we're excited about coming there, and I uh, can't wait to get our first class started.
0: All right, sounds real good. Well, uh, and uh, I, I'm I'm excited about it as well. So hopefully I get to meet you and your team sometime soon. Thanks yeah, for sure.
1: Come out and see us. Go we go we see will.
0: Us. We will. Okay. Thank you very much for calling in tonight, and uh, you have yourself uh, a good night. Stay warm. Okay. Okay. Take care. Bye now. Thank you. Bye. And uh, again, that was Kevin Breckmeyer with Skillpoint Alliance here tonight on KZSM. We're going to be right back after take this quick station ID break, and uh, we'll come on back, and we're going to talk about uh, last night, getting to meet some folks over here at the um, the Chamber of Commerce and a few other things going on. Coming up at 7.30, we've got uh, LMC is going to be calling in for the Shark Tank tonight, so we'll be talking to her in a little bit as well. KZSM.org, True Community Radio. This is We the People here on uh, your Friday night from 7 until 8 o'clock. Friday Night with Care is coming up after this, and we'll be right back with you. SkillPoint Alliance is a nonprofit organization that provides free hands-on workforce development training courses in the skilled trade industry, and it's expanding its manufacturing program to Hayes County offering a free certified production technician course held at Signifies Manufacturing Facility in San Marcos. And this class is scheduled to begin February 27th. The deadline to register is February 26th. Upon completing the six weeks program, students can find employment as a manufacturing technician process technician, equipment technician, fab associate, machine operator, assembler, and many more. The course includes working with the CNC mill, soldering station, 3D printer, VR headsets, the skill boss, and much more. Students will receive their OSHA 10 safety certification, forklift certification, Ha CNC certification, and Lean Six Sigma white belt certification. Whether you have years of experience or very little, these hands-on classes are designed to help you enter the workforce quickly. Classes operate Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. and run for six weeks. Again, these classes are offered free of charge, so sign up today. You can visit www.skillpointalliance.org. That is www.skillpointalliance.org. That is skillpointalliance.org to apply, or you can contact Alda Ramirez, the admission manager, at 512 323 6773. This has been a public service announcement of KZSM.org, True Community Radio here in San Marcos, Texas. And yes, I'm repeating a lot of that information for you tonight, but it's important that we get this word out because here is an opportunity for folks that, you know, man, I don't know about getting back in the workforce. I don't know, you know, maybe I don't want to be working at Amazon. Maybe I don't want to be working fast food. Here's an opportunity to go and to get your foot in the door, to have some some abilities uh, to work with these folks uh, here in the county. And I just, I love the fact that it was this, random phone call here to the station that I just took just right before a show. And I said, let me take your number. I'll call you back. And I went back out in my uh, truck and sat there and talked to Kevin and got everything set up and they sent this to us. And we here we are helping each other in the community, nonprofits, 501c3s, in order to put people to work isn't that one of the best things that we can do you know is to help people and that's what is important about building community you never know where those opportunities are going to be you never know how you may be able to do this but it's communication it's getting the word out it's you know being that point in your community that you can, hey, I can get you to this person. Uh, you know, in my conversations with Kevin, it was, hey, have you co- have you talked to uh, Epic Pipe up here for pipe manufacturing? Oh, didn't know about them. Okay, great. Here, let's talk about, uh, have you talked to the Chamber of Commerce yet? No. Well, you need to get in touch with the Chamber of Commerce. Let's hook you up. And these are the kind of networking things you do. And so last night, we had the uh, Chamber of Commerce um had uh, oh a little get together that we got invited to. I went um, on behalf of the station here over at the LBJ uh, Center, and uh, they had uh, a. This was to promote our um, upcoming coming up this Saturday, of course, at uh, on the 18th at uh, noon for the parade for the Mardi Gras Parade, and we've had some stuff about that, and I'll have a little bit more before the end of the show. Uh, But we had um, the president of the uh, uh, Chamber of Commerce, uh, Paige Michael, and uh, she is uh, been in public relations, marketing, government advocacy, nonprofit associations, all sorts of stuff. Got to meet her last night, and she now has she is doing as as we do as well uh, a uh, column in the newspaper and getting the word out uh, here in our San Marcos newspaper, and it was uh, talking about the advocacy that they want to do and the community outreach. So uh, this was another way that. Last night, you know, I was talking about ways that we can get uh, the word out. How can we work with you? You know, this is uh, one of the things that we're trying to do here at the station. Um, And so uh, they'd had their uh, uh, top goals that they had set uh, for their board of directors and to their staff was the uh, community outreach uh, and uh, having a, a transportation summit. Uh, they're, uh, having a, uh, updates about the I-35 corridor's imminent growth and how that is going to impact us here in San Marcos, the regional airport. Uh, the Transportation Summit will be held from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the San Marcos Conference Center and Embassy Suites, and, uh, you have to register by February 13th, uh, so, will try to get to see whether we can get out to that one to lunch and a networking session then also there's state legislative priorities which is something that I am heavily into on a lot of fronts right now Um, and uh, there's a lot of bills that are gonna be placed we'll talk about that before the end of the show very quickly some of the key issues that uh, being tracked by the Chamber of Commerce include job growth business recruitment taxes workforce development which we just talked about education And infrastructure. Uh, We work closely with our state elected officials and other stakeholders to promote policies that will create a supportive environment for business growth. So why do I bring this up? Because if you monitor what is important there on uh, the legislative priorities and remember we talked about you know making getting out there and getting involved with your state representatives and if there's some things that you can agree on then great you know if you've got the power of the local chamber of commerce and you can also be talking to them as well and you can come to some agreements on some things that is the other way that you can have influence. Remember, we talked about the political influence, and we talked about the influence with your neighbors and in the community. That is so important to go into a meeting, greet, or a mixer like that, and to be able to talk to folks that hey, they know you, they know you know you've been you know different people that have been involved with for many years, and this networking is important because a lot of times if you've been in a community for ten years. A lot of folks may not, you may not know them. They've been new to the area or they may not know a lot of folks. But if you can introduce them to the people that you do know, that is where there is a value in what you do. And it doesn't have to be a full-time job, folks. This is just, you know, being at the right place at the right time so uh, just keep that in mind and then uh, job growth business recruitment that's important for them as well but i I wanted to kind of go in on that state legislative priorities real quick um, also we had talked about last week uh, in the uh, that uh, mon amiga had uh, presented to the city and had uh, got enough signatures uh, for um, uh, to uh, ask for a uh, the city to go back with the agreement that was there with the uh, police association, police officers association, um, and that uh, and now they even see I got stopped on this one that it is not a police union it is a police association and uh, Griffin Spell last week my guest made sure that I knew about that but I like Caveview. I'm reading here they refer to it as a police union so I don't feel quite so bad now but uh, Group Mon Amiga pushed for measures uh, like removing a statute of limitations on investigating police wrongdoing boosting public transparency in police personnel files and no longer delaying interviews after allegations of misconduct and so the City Council could have put this on a future ballot. We talked about that last week, and I was really surprised. It was a three to four vote, Uh, and uh, just, you know, it was a pretty close vote to not put this uh, as an election. OK, but to in, uh to go back and to tear up the agreement that they had and to start back over again. So it's going to be interesting to see as this moves along. Uh, we'll keep you posted. But uh, what that means is that we are just now going to have only a uh, election for the um, uh, San Marcos CISD. And I was speaking with someone last night. We're gonna—I may be talking to them some more—is that after this election, they are looking at changing the CISD uh, boundaries so that it is so that we no longer have the specific districts, but that we have more of the open districts. uh, And that's going to be interesting to see. uh, And I'll be talking some more there and uh, as as we come up. So going to be interesting. That was uh, something I I learned last night. So we'll have some more about that as well. But uh, so in the May election right now, it is just going to be uh, here in San Marcos in the May election at least uh, because we do not have the city elections in May. Is that it is uh, going to be for the school board only? And real quickly here, and uh, I've got uh, LMC is going to be calling in in just a minute right there uh, behind closed doors um, and Lisa give me just a minute here we're gonna get you on here and uh, uh, give me just a minute Lisa and uh, uh, behind closed doors council members decide Austin city manager has got to go sources say with all of the uh, uh, stuff that's going on up in Austin See, it isn't just here. I mean, you know, luckily, our city, hey, we didn't have any problem with the ice. We didn't have any problem with the power. But, uh, oh, something's got to happen up in, in uh, the city of Austin. So, KZSM.org, True Community Radio. We're going to be right back with you. We've got LMC on the line here with me. But let me take a quick uh, I'll tell you what, let's just go into Lisa. I, 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 no, I don't need to take a break here right now, but uh, Lisa Marie Coppoletta, LMC, you are on the air with us here. How you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing great, Rob. I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to your listeners. Uh, I've been working on my Morse code classes and just made some gr- what we call ground radials for my vertical HF antenna. I've been using 10 watts lately. Uh, I've talked to Panama two times this week on 10 watts the uh, East Coast West Coast usually I'm running hundred watts on my yesu uh, FTA 91 I'm using my Zygu G90 and I'm just people call it QRP when they use low watts to make content it's almost like a challenge and I'm just loving ham radio right now.
0: And all of these things that you threw out there, and I think, you know, folks, okay, you talk to Panama, and they know about, you know, but just to put things into perspective, folks, is that uh, we have a low-power FM antenna here up on top of the station. It is uh, 100 watts. All right. The uh, mass that we have is approximately about 30 feet high. And we've got it secured and made it through the wind and everything else. But that 100 watts for us, we go out uh, just for FM radio uh, on the edges of the town, basically just north to Kyle, south to the uh, county line, uh, and uh, east and west, you know, down to Fentress uh, at the most. Martindale, that area. But you are talking about 10 watts across this line of uh, that you've got set up in your trees, going out, talking to people halfway around the world.
2: I do. It's called an inverted V and it's an inverted V dipole. So I have a middle insulator uh, that's up in my tree. One of them is about 25, 30 feet up, and one's about maybe 35, 30 feet up. And then it goes down in an inverted V down to my fence line and then to a piece of bamboo. So it's like a, you know, upside down V. Some people have it straight across. Now, I have heard short rave radio uh, South America on my SDR play, which is like a, a ham radio that is receive only. So I'm almost wondering... Um, if if I I don't I'd have to check with FCC laws and stuff, but I'm, i I guess you are you guys limited to the to your circumference? Is that how it works? With uh, shortwave radio? Is that
0: what you tell on? Well, no, we're on F. It's the FM band. It's a low power FM. So we have its, uh, you know, our frequency originally was 104.1. We're going to be getting a new frequency here in the next, oh, probably another 60 days. Uh, things are moving along with the FCC right now. And uh, so for us, we'll get the new um, frequency and then we'll see if we can keep the KCSM call sign or whether we're going to have to get a new one here as we transfer over from the city so we'll see from there Uh, but that uh, frequency it's the same as anywhere else it's just that we have to keep it down to that hundred watts or below
2: okay okay Uh, with us on ham radio with our general license I tested and passed my general in December I tend to do it on breaks and um, I'm my privileges are certain areas of each band and so I'm, I go to something called the Triple H Net on um, the 40 meter band at night. And and the, that's, I'm a night owl, so it's the perfect band for me to, to operate on. I I just got my second uh, QRZ. If you go to qrz.com, they have all the ham radio operators. I just got my second award. I'm one uh, contact away from my fourth award through Parks on the Air called POTA as a hunter, which means that I there's one person in a park and 50 of us are, trying to break what we call a pile up and get through to this one operator and I'm usually on 100 watts and I'm, I've never heard another woman on there every once in a while here actually that's wrong I've heard a another woman once and I heard a kid which was kind of cool like a 12 year old kid with her license uh, but in, on the in Triple H net I've usually been the only woman and I I love it At the Morris Code uh, Long Island Club I'm taking right now I think there's like three three or four thousand members there's 80 women we have like a group every Monday night and I lo- the men are just great I love it one guy uh, the first time I showed up to his class I thought he was going to show us how to set up our system and he called on me first to send, and I thought okay so I quickly hooked up my radio and he said you did great and I told him the next class I said I'm glad you didn't treat me different I'm glad I it was one of those things that concerns me with today's culture where kids are kind of told they're lesser than i i rose to the challenge and i was so proud of that um and it's just been fun learning a new it's if you're a musician out there especially a drummer you could rock your world uh, our world in in cw continuous wave also called morris code because you're just memorizing rhythms is what you're doing um speaking of memorizing Well, I I want
0: to hold on just a second, because I want to go on back that, you know, one of the things is I'm still out there looking for you. If I see a uh, uh, a Morse code uh, little key for you, I'm still looking for that. But here's something that's going back. Morse code. Was the original radio, you know, this is how they communicated for for a long time. And Morse code is how we communicated across the, the United States. You know, we could get messages across, uh, you know, and it's been going on for, you know, uh, almost 200 years now
2: well they call them boat anchors when they find an old key and they restore it and i've got a straight key which is probably what most people think of as a Morris code key that was custom made for me with my call sign by a wonderful man named kelly it's called the titan straight key if you google it you'll you'll see it it's absolutely gorgeous and then i also uh bought a cootie they call them cootie keys or side swipers which is going left to right, so you don't get what they call a glass arm. Contemporary times, we call it carpal tunnel. And apparently that's the hardest, and it's the easiest for me for some reason. Um, I I just love it. it. A lot of people have a lot of difficulty with it, but maybe it's just my brain thinking style. And then there's the iambic, which is basically it generates the dots and dashes for you. So you hit the left side, it makes the dashes. You hit the right side, it makes the dot. And then the final type is called a—it's um, called what do they, they call it? It's it, where it actually generates the dits for you. Uh, it will come to me in a second. And that's also old school. So the stray key, the cootie side swiper, and then the the bug is the other one. Those are all the old school ones. And it's it, it and so I'm trying to learn the old school way to learn the rhythms and to respect my elders uh i want to get on the slow speed net which is like a slower way of doing it and and i just love these these guys they're just just absolute geniuses and so welcoming of new people and and just great teachers great we call them elmers they're our mentors is what we call a, a mentor is an elmer
0: lisa two two things first are you walking around there again on me
2: I am. Let me uh, house this signal right here. I'm, I tend to pace when I talk. I know.
0: And I, you go in and out on me. We talk about this. But I, I just, I, I got I to bring you back in just to stop for a minute so that I we're to get I got you. up on the
2: antenna with Velcro. I was trying to multitask. I'll, I'll How is this? Is this better?
0: No, actually, I was wherever you were in just a minute ago. It was a little better. Come back okay. at me.
2: Let me, uh, let me, let me get this. Uh, let me wash my hands. I was just dri- picking up some dirty antennas.
0: <laughs> there so you go. Time. Now, now that's a little better. Wherever you're at there, but what I wanted to ask you was, with, you know, so much of the time when there are emergencies around the world that is when we depend on the uh, amateur radio, ham radio, shortwave and have you caught any traffic about what has been going on over in Turkey? Has there been any talk about that with the uh, uh, with the earthquakes and support for the earthquake?
2: They sent out a communiqué to tell us to stay shy of this one uh, slice of the band. And so, and and quite frankly, I I really haven't um, tried to listen in on that frequency. I've I've been just kind of my semester kicks up next week, and I've been trying to work on Parks on the Air uh, as a hunter from home. And then I stay up really late from like 1 to 4 a.m. on the Triple H net. And so, um, uh, to be honest, I haven't, but I did, and quite frankly, I just got the communique that said, Stay away from this one slice because that's where all the emergency communications are coming. But when the storm, the last storm hit, I've got friends around Texas and we were on on UHF VHF, which is repeaters. It's not HF. You don't use ionosphere skip. You use more of line of sight. And we were practicing in case we lost power. I knew what was happening in New Braunfels or Austin, and and we could help each other. And we're working right now with Mr. Chase Staff to get a GMRS repeater up. They have one in I have a couple of New Braunfels actually that are tied in across the state and then Kyle is deploying one and when we get ours up. If you have a GMRS license which only costs $35, there's no testing involved, then you could theoretically talk to a family member in another part of Texas through a network with repeaters. Now if the grid goes down and the repeaters are not solar powered, all bets are off that's why i like hf because i could talk across the world or across you know the the america i mean i've talked to italy austria new zealand uh barbados like i said panama chile all off my hf i've I've heard other ones clear as a bell but i i couldn't break through the pile up so it, it and you know the ham radio community is very supportive there's no like board like Talk about no borders. Everybody is just really respectful and, and supportive. There's no like racism, this, you know, uh, how people try to frame contemporary American uh, mindset. Everyone is just very cool. And that's why I love it. You, it's a common love for the quote unquote hobby, which I consider a skill. Right now I'm building my own Morris code keys. And what I've done is I've taken apart a bunch of my old speech and debate trophies and I flipped them upside down And there's these big holes for me to put bamboo in and my joke is if there's ever a survival situation i'll be like kid do you have any trophies i can make a morse code key and then i'll be like oh yeah you're from the generation where they just give away ribbons there's no (laughs) (laughs) trophies
0: oh that hurts
2: but yeah i want to make my own i want i mean i've learned how to make my own tennis my own morse code stuff so i just i i cannot believe how much i am into science i've got a I look like a little scientist i have this 300 device which is called a rig expert where i analyze my antennas that i could build them or test my frequencies before i get on the air back
0: in the 40s in the 50s in the 60s early 60s you know when we were the sciences and the communication and it was a big thing to build your own radio and to have this ability to do this. And I remember the Boy Scouts had a merit badge for, uh, for shortwave radio and, and learning about these things. And, you know, and it's just, it's gone away. And here, you know, oh, everything's by the Internet. Well, if the power goes down, if your connections go down, how are you going to communicate? How are we going to handle, you know, when the disasters happen and disasters do and can here in, even in the state of Texas, it doesn't have to be an earthquake, but just, you know, ice and cold and, you know, the power goes out and Lord, uh, you know, the it's, it's the zombie apocalypse.
2: That's exactly right. That's why I'm working with Mr. Stapp. So that way a neighbor who has a little bubble wrap we call them but like a little frs right you know the little radios they use up at the schools and events and so forth i i, I practice with my neighbors there's a cute little family these kids came over with their little notebook pads and i gave the little girl a radio and they were fascinated and we do our little radio test and we can talk in our kitchen across the neighborhood that person could talk to me i could hit a gmrs repeater Talk to New Braunfels. I can hit the repeater in New Braunfels on a handheld uh, radio with a handheld antenna. I could communicate that to a ham operator, and then I could also go HF. So it, I, I literally can talk across the world and send a message from a, a neighbor if there's, you know, a problem. Not that, you know, someone from Italy will right. come rescue us, but you, you get kind of get the drift, you know.
0: Well, and I've been part of this is on behalf of the station, wanting to make sure that we're tied into this as well. Because here is, you know, we're in this spot up on the hill. We are going to be having the uh, FM license from the city. We're getting, uh, you know, the help from the county all of these things, you know, that we can be this point here in the community to help with this and to, to help get the word out.
2: Well, that's part of my uh, disaster plan scenario as well, is that the radio station, you guys would have the radio capability and I could, me or another HF operator, because I work with the Hayes Caldwell Amateur Radio Club. That's one of the places I'm taking CW. We practice every Tuesday night at seven thirty. So I'll, Try to if I'm not in the middle of a public hearing, jump on and we practice. We each take our turn. We give our call sign, and then and then we wait till the second turnaround to give what we call net traffic. So that way, if there's a disaster that breaks out, everybody's not screaming into the radio, which for me, of course, you have to uh, you have to learn to be quiet, right? So that's a test in itself. And you you just wait your turn patiently, and then I would be able to communicate to the radio station, Hey, this is what I'm hearing. In Kyle, or what's happening in Houston, what's happening in Odessa, you know, or even like, look, this just happened here. And the, the hand radio operators really have a mindset of, of wanting to be helpers. And I'm just very thankful for Mr. Staff hearing my concerns, working with me. I'm very happy with the, the city management team. And, uh, you know, the, the city of Austin, I missed, I got in late on that thing, but, you know, that's where Bert came from. Yeah. And and it's unfortunate that we don't have, you know, and I'm a, a big fan of Amanda Hernandez, quite frankly. She's been very transparent with her documentation. They've worked with me on the master plan. There are some problems I have with the um, consultant um, continually living out, leaving out religion uh, whenever they make, like, a mission statement. And, I, you know, I, I talked about the situation with the um our Jewish brothers
0: and sisters in that. Hey, would you let's uh, let me hold on just a minute. I'm going to yeah. take a quick station break here, yeah. and we'll we're going to come back because so. it's a good segue. Because I, I wanted to ask you about some of the other issues going on. So we're going to come right back at uh, LMC, oh, yeah. uh, the the Shark Tank here with you. You're in the Shark Tank on KZSM uh, and we the people here with you on Friday night uh, from seven till eight o'clock. We'll be right back. Take this quick station ID break. Hey Lisa, I'm sorry. I just wanted to get that in. And laissez les Bon temps Roulet. Join the Mystic Crew of Okeanos for the annual San Marcos Mardi Gras Parade Saturday, February 8th. So let's come on back. Starting we'll talk at 12 about o'clock the, noon. Um, come be part of the parade. Enjoy the fun. The Mystic Crew of Okeanos Carnival Parade is an annual celebration of Mardi Gras with floats, music, and lots of fun. The parade winds through the historic district of San Marcos and downtown. A party will be had on the streets of San Marcos. The party will begin at noon at Belvin and Bishop Streets and end at North and Hutchinson Street. For more information or to sign up to be in the parade, go to www.MardiGrasSanMarcos.com the San Marcos original Mardi Gras crew. Their mission is to bring neighbors together in the spirit of Mardi Gras to enjoy a grand and celebratory family-oriented experience. They would love to see the community unite to laugh, smile, and have some fun. Coming up on the 18th of February, Saturday starting at noon. Come on out and enjoy the Mardi Gras parade. It's been a public service announcement of KZSM.org, True Community Radio here, coming at you out of San Marcos, Texas, and going around the world. And come on out this next Saturday. we got the uh, the parade is going to be out uh, starting at noon uh, out here for the Mardi Gras parade. So make sure you get on out, Lisa, get your beads, and uh, go see everybody. And uh, it's going to be starting right down the street from you there uh, this time. Uh, so uh, be on the lookout for the parade here this next Saturday. Oh, uh, is,
2: it, is it this Saturday?
0: This Mardi Gras parade. It is, uh, I'm sorry, a week From this Saturday, the 18th. I apologize. Thank you for catching me on that one. Uh, But it is a week from this Saturday uh, for the Mardi Gras parade. But it is going to be going right by you there.
2: Okay,
0: gotcha. Well, they can look at all my antennas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We're, we're going to be out broadcasting the uh, parade, uh, or at least uh, out there. Uh, I don't know whether we're going to be able to broadcast it or not. I'll see what my signal is. But uh, we will at least be uh, having folks out there to uh, talk about the parade. So we'll be getting that out there. Uh, I've got Lisa Marie, LMC, uh, is here on the uh, radio with us tonight. Talking about radio, but let's switch. Uh, Swing in because uh, we were talking about if uh, that she is doing her radio stuff. If she is not on a Tuesday night uh, catching up with what's going on at city council or other things. And so uh, what was it you were talking about this last week, Lisa?
2: OK, this last week, my concern was the master plan process. Now, I, I want to get the caveat. I'm a big fan of Amanda Hernandez and Andrea has been very and who
0: is Amanda, just for everybody? What's what's her role?
2: Sure. Amanda Hernandez initially was a city planner, and then she kind of moved up to assistant city planner when one of them left, and then Shannon Mattingly left, and now she's the head planner up there, and she's she's very uh, communicative. She treats everybody fair. Very, She's absolutely brilliant, very professional, and I think my feeling is with the leadership of Joe and... Stephanie and and Lori they've been very um, they've been just very I'm very appreciative of how communicative they are and I even got a compliment from Joe about how my ability to to take lots of information and put it together in a white paper like I did for the Human Services Advisory Board recently because they once again did their their typical typical and so I I just I'm glad that we have the team that we have my concern are the consultants um, it's like you know the, and I, what I told them I said it's not just me LMC being a rebel for kicks, right? like the song. It, it's actually the there's a, a very significant representation of neighbors who have historic preservation, neighborhood integrity, ecological concerns. And the, the consultant keeps using his template for new urbanism and placing that on our community. One of the concerns I've had is that he continuously delegates religion to the last in his enumeration of protected groups which is not symmetrical with EEOC language when we enumerate those different classifications of quote unquote oppressed groups.
0: Well and And where how does this apply? I mean what so when we're looking. That's a
2: really good question that's a really good question that a lot of people are asking like why is it even in there and I'm like I don't know he keeps putting this little mini mini mission statements in there I believe it to justify new urbanism dense development because he keeps throwing equity and sustainable. And my argument is that word equity becomes unfair and oppressive to neighborhoods like McGee Street. So when you throw out equity for housing and you throw a high rise near McGee Street or Dunbar, you're now gentrifying Dunbar. So that in vogue term equality is in the constitution, which I keep trying to remind them of, right? And, 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 And when you say new urbanism and sustainable, when you say sustainable that means new urbanism which is the death nail to historic preservation neighborhood integrity keeping the taxes down and it creates situations of gentrification that's why many of us take issue with lisa pruitt and her ideology of connectability and, and transportation because for example the master plan downtown they threw in their connectability and i caught it no one else said anything and i brought it up and then everybody backed me up like We don't want connectability between the neighborhood and downtowns because right now we have problems with guys on drugs who are from Seattle who are living outside and leaving their mess. We have situations with drunks walking into people's houses because they don't know where they are. They're so bombed out of their mind. We have situations of traffic and people parking in our yards. I mean, if you drive down one of these houses across Lindsay Hills, This student group, they're like burning bonfires in their front yard. And one day I'm going to stop and go, Yo, you know that you can't do that. Like that, you know. So, so.
0: and we've we've got about three, four minutes here, Lisa, but real quick, if you were to try to put this into a very quick synopsis for folks, what is the whole master plan? It is to set the future for where San Marcos is going to go so that we have uh, for the planning department so they know what to put in and rules and things like that correct?
2: Yes and and for example the reason why I have that sidewalk in front of my yard and by the way the whole sidewalk program has been redone now is because they said well it's in their master plan you have to have one like no granular level analysis it was basically like this is the rule this is our This is our touchstone and we have to do it, It, which is scary when you have a consultant who and I'm I'm doing an audit on him to find out how much he got paid. And he's got someone out of California who's a transportation expert who builds massive transportation infrastructure as like one of his right hand man. So if you're concerned about the impact of connectability on gentrification, that that so that's why and we keep telling him. We don't want these tools, like you're, you call them tools. I call them weapons. You have a downtown that you you're giving a tool, and and we have nothing but sticks to fight like your massive MX missiles of connectability, like roundabout sidewalks, bus stops, bulb and, and, and it's, it's not protecting our neighborhood, which opens up the floodgates for dense developments like Lindsay Hills. So it's basically the ideological framework of how land will be used. And then you have the code, which is more the specific stipulations that are the overarching overlay for PNZ hearings and public hearings and so forth.
0: And so that is what all of this is about, is that once they get this into the code, once this is in, then it's, well, we can't change it until we redo the master plan. And the problem was that the city of San Marcos had gone a long time without updating this uh, master plan, correct?
2: Oh, yes. It's many, many years. And and I remember like the first one was back in the 80s. And I don't know if there was another one. I feel like. I hear the word 30 years, but I, I, I don't know, and I'm not going to say anything that I, you know me, I don't Well,
0: I know, I think this, the last yeah. one that they had was right back, I'm, I'm thinking it was 20 years. Uh, it was the, from the last time they were to get something implemented was about 20 years ago.
2: Well, and that's my problem with throwing out the word equity, because that's a word that just came out. When equality is in the Constitution, and the actual impacts of equity are gentrification, hurting poor people, or sustainability is just basically new urbanism. I mean, if you look it up, you can see they literally directly connect the two ideologies. And the consultant clearly has a bent. And the fact that he keeps leaving out religion in his ideological philosophy overarching page one of each chapter is troubling when there's been anti-Semitic leaflets that now we have an attack on Catholics going on, on a national situation with Catholic churches being attacked now apparently people well and church-
0: we've we've had that problem here in the uh, in San Marcos you know where we've had leaflets uh, anti-semitic yes! wh- and then we've had uh, uh, down in the Dunbar neighborhood we had at the uh, 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 racism that was uh, spray painted on the uh, uh, the Methodist Church uh, down there by Herndon Street.
2: well I wasn't aware of that and that's why now. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm sticking by my guns, and they they fixed it the first time. It took me six emails to be like, yo, you don't put religion last. It's not like that with the EEOC language, nor the constitution, but it just shows you his ideological bent, and he's not listening to the neighbors. So, you know, I, I, listen, Jane and I have had a lot of problems, but at this point, I am now very blessed we have her as our mayor and i basically told jane the other day there's there's another person in this town is more detailed than me and that's you and at this point now i literally put a note on my desk that says jane will take care of it because they didn't give us enough time to go through the final draft and every draft i've gone over they don't put my stuff in and so i'm like what am i going to spend 10 hours on a friday night going through a document that you guys aren't i mean at some point i become a tool and you're wasting my time. I mean, I got Morse code to learn people. So I I just, it was a very nice moment for me to be like, you know what, Lisa, you're not gonna waste your time another second with this, you're not paid for this. And you've made your point. I'm sitting here wrapping up radios with my favorite thing in the world about ham radio is Velcro. I love using Velcro strips. Well,
0: on on that note, I do like that about Velcro, but I have got to get off the air and uh, on to the next show. Lisa Marie Coppoletta, thanks for being on We the People tonight. We'll talk with you later, and thanks for sharing with us, okay? And uh, go find some more uses for Velcro. I love it. Uh, Space Age Fabric. This is KCSM.org. Community Radio. This is Rob Rourke, your host on We the People. Friday Night with Care Encore is coming up next. And stay tuned. we got lots of great stuff coming up at you this weekend. And on Super Bowl Sunday, I will be on back here for uh, uh, from 5 to 7 on Super Bowl night. And uh, I've got Jordan Miner and we've got... Uh, Jed Craddock coming up from San Antonio, so uh, going to be with you on Revolving Doors. So I'll be back with you. we got some uh, great stuff. And then, of course, tune in tomorrow morning uh, for the Blitz. They're going to be talking about Super Bowl, I'm sure. KZSM.org, thanks for tuning in.